Hello and welcome to Arriving Somewhere with Matt J, the podcast, the rebranded podcast. Uh, this is the first the first episode and you've made your way to the first episode so we can share in this very special moment together. Although I'm sure it's going to be um, a little bit messy. I'm, I'm a little bit out of practice with all of this. So what, what's the show going to be about? Uh, well, it's, it's, um, it's comedy, it's commentary, it's conversation, the three C's. The three C's, not to be confused with the three K's, um, that wouldn't be a good start. Uh, so commentary, comedy, conversation, obviously from a, a New Zealand perspective. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be commentary on the news and, and culture and just anything I find interesting really. And I'll be having uh, chats and conversations with people as well, hoping to do um, an episode between uh you know monday to thursday so monday tuesday wednesday thursday hopefully and they'll be 10 minutes long maybe 20 30 minutes long at the most when it's just me when it's the solo podcast and then when i'm having conversations with other people they could be anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half maybe anything longer than that i'll probably end up splitting them into two <laughs> because uh, uh that those those five hour rogan podcasts are a little a little bit much i think Right, anyway, uh, today, um, I don't actually have any intro music sorted, I'm just jumping in here, so no intro music sorted, we can, you know, think of a jingle in your head if you want, and the logo coming up, isn't that, oh, that's beautiful, it's great, awesome, uh, yeah, let's just, let's j- just, um, <laughs> just jump into it, uh, today I wanted to briefly talk about three stories, first one, um, Oh, sorry, I'm going to say also that the there will be video to this at the moment. This is just audio, just an audio podcast, but I am going to be adding video over the next couple of weeks. I just have to sort out the space that I have available to me because obviously video uses a lot more space. Uh, so once I sort that out, then the video form of this podcast will be up on Rumble, exclusively on Rumble, because I don't like YouTube for my own content. Uh, just for censorship reasons, and I think that was everything that I needed to cover. Is this the what they call housekeeping? I think it's what they call housekeeping. Anyway, if you're listening to this, don't forget to subscribe, because you're supposed to say all this as well. Subscribe and follow and rate this as highly as possible, but apparently the subscriptions help this to uh, grow more. The algorithm likes your subscription pressing, the pressing of the button. Right, I'm just going to jump into some of these stories that I've got. Uh, the first one, Daniel Andrews, secret data system monitoring for Victorians. Obviously Victoria, Australia here. Uh, it has been revealed Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has a data agency to monitor Victorians' everyday activities, including social media sentiment and credit card transactions. The Sunday Herald Sun, which is a Quite, quite the mouthful of a name, we get it, Sunday Herald Sun, on a Sunday, cool, has obtained documents about the agency called Insights Victoria under freedom of information laws. Uh, the publication found the dashboard, which is updated daily, uses publicly available data, but also commercial and confidence and sensitive data, not permitted for third party or public release. It was set up as part of the government's COVID response in August 2020, 
but a September 2020 briefing note said the system would evolve and inform decision making beyond COVID. The Herald Sun reported. Now, <laughs> what is? I mean, this is an absolute totalitarian's wet dream. Excuse the uh, the graphic turn of phrase. Um, but we knew this watching the whole response last year in Australia. We knew this. We we saw the cops um, knocking on people's doors. Have you been asking if you've been at the protest? Or do you know anything about protests? So how could you possibly know that unless you're monitoring social media? And what's what I find hilarious, not in a ha ha way, but what I find hilarious is the media now reports this as as, as breaking news. Is can you believe this happened? Yes, we can believe it happened. We watch it happen. This is just pure confirmation that it actually happened. And it it, it it's quite shocking, really, to to read it on a mainstream news site that they're admitting to it i will i do wonder how long this will stay in the news cycle though because it's it's almost one of those things where they have to admit that it happened it will be up for a day and then they'll the the news cycle will move on it won't be focused on that's that's how it feels anyway the article continues monitoring uh what what, opposite uh, the opposition treasury spokesman is, is talking here david davies said the fact that Mr Andrews' political staff had full access suggested he was prepared to use the data for political ends. Yes, and the opposition Treasury spokesman wouldn't do the same. Hmm, okay. Uh, And then, then that was his quote. In the new Insights Victoria... In the new Insights Victoria, with his intrusive and powerful deep dive IT system monitoring victorians every digital move cross tabulating their personal information andrews has more power than big brother mr davies told herald sun this really feels like a brave new world it truly does have the feel of a dystopian society where one man and his office have overweening power and buttressed by access to unprecedented streams of personal information uh yeah you're 100 percent correct and uh, Interesting that he's used uh, the the brave new world term because a, a lot of people will say 1984. I, I honestly feel that we are headed into a mix of those two those two worlds. The brave new world. If you haven't read that, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. That's that's a, a pretty accurate statement there from the opposition. Um, it continues. A government spokesman told news.com.au that Insights Victoria purchases anonymised data sets off private sector partners. Quote, the data provided is not market sensitive and is anonymised, the spokesman said. Mm-hmm. All governments use data to inform policy decisions and deliver services. He quotes... It is understood the data purchased from financial institutions was used until late 2021 to see physical movement across the state at a local government area level. Oof. The Department of uh, the Department of the Premier and Cabinet stressed all relevant security controls and protections were used as required under the Privacy and Data Protection Act. Oh, that's interesting. I thought those uh, those laws and acts were all thrown out the window under the cover of the emergency that was the COVID pandemic. Hmm. So there you go absolutely terrifying we all know it's happening it's just kind of shocking to be put in the mainstream media like that kind of more of a in your face proof is the word i'm looking for that this is happening 
Uh, the other story I wanted to cover is straight out of the 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 woke land that is New Zealand, and that is ANZ, which is actually an Australian bank operating in New Zealand, so I can kind of blame this on the Aussies again. Uh, ANZ introduces paid gender affirmation leave for staff. Now, this is hot on the heels of Countdown, a supermarket chain in New Zealand, which is also owned by Australia. Just going to blame everything on Australia at this point. Um, hot on the heels of last year, Countdown introduced the same thing, paid gender affirmation leave for staff. Countdown, the supermarket, also required all of its 20-odd thousand uh, employees to be vaccinated with experimental medication. So imagine being a checkout worker or a cleaner or something, and then suddenly your your employer comes to you and says, take this medication or you're sacked at a supermarket. Unreal. Anyway, ANZ introduces paid gender affirmation leave for staff. Uh, and this is from Stuff, which is the far left, uh, probably... I think it's the biggest news organisation in, in New Zealand. It's the Dominion Post uh, newspaper and stuff.co.nz online. So this is an article from them. Uh, ANZ is introducing six weeks of paid... Six weeks! I believe Countdown was 12 days? Is it 12 days? I, I can't bring it up. It's um, take a little bit to find that. Anyway, uh, I believe Countdown was about 12 days or two weeks. ANZ is introducing six weeks of paid gender affirmation leave and up to 12 months unpaid leave to its employees in New Zealand and Australia. The leave would cover staff who are taking steps to affirm their gender, including social, medical and legal gender affirmation, a bank spokesperson said. It meant people would not have to use up their annual or sick leave. This is it's pretty crazy. Six weeks. That is... Amazing. This is obviously the start of Pride Month too, so it's a clearly a, a a business decision to get their name out there. They're on the the woke bandwagon, as most big New Zealand companies seem to be. But six weeks, this is this is an opportunity for everybody to just to apply to work at ANZ, and if you if you get the job, fantastic. Like get the job on you know during your first week, maybe you stay there for a few days. And then go to management and say, look, um, I see you have a gender affirmation leave policy. I'm going to need six weeks off, starting tomorrow. Six weeks paid leave. And if they question you, just say, well, they, they may ask if you're transgender or you you need to figure out. Just say, look, I'm having some gender problems. I need to figure that out. And then go on a holiday. Six-week holiday. I personally would be going away for six weeks, maybe go to the South Island um, spend some time down there. Maybe go. Maybe go to Australia. Go overseas. Maybe go to Mexico. I don't know. Do something. Um, come back and they can ask. Oh, I thought you were on paid paid gender affirmation leave. You, you don't you don't look any different. And it's like, well, it was a social social leave. It it says right here I can spend six weeks socially affirming my gender. What did I do that, that whole time? I was smoking cigars, having some having some whiskey, playing around a golf. I learned to hunt. Uh, I've had a bloody great time. Turns out I'm a man. So, um, but I probably will need to affirm this again next year. Um, by the way, I am taking twelve months off the unpaid leave, so I'll be back next year, uh, and we'll we'll do this all again. 
because and it, I have that thing where I identify, I, I struggle with my identity sort of every 12 months. Now, if you use this, you would never actually have to work a day in your life at ANZ. You could just, <laughs> as long as they keep this policy in place, you could just start there, work a few days, take six weeks, six weeks off of paid gender affirmation leave, come back and say, I need the year off. And then when the year comes back around, take another six weeks off, then take the year off again. It's, it's the perfect, the perfect system to, to never actually have to work, which is, I guess, what socialists want. So I don't really know what to think about that. But, geez, I mean, they're, that's, um, you know, and if they, if they deny you that, that's, that's just discrimination, pure discrimination. Anyway, the article continued, uh, it's continued with, sorry, I shouldn't leave pauses in the audio. Uh, the article continued um, with an example. Uh, it's Alex, a man named Alex. I shouldn't gender this man. Um, so oh, oh, Alex, who did not want his last name used, well, they gendered him for privacy reasons, has worked at ANZ for almost 21 years and used his sick leave and annual leave when he transitioned. Having special leave meant affected staff could keep their sick leave for times when they were actually sick. And importantly, it means that transitioning is no longer classified as a sickness, Alex said. Okay. Uh, that's, that's debatable. Uh, while, uh, quote, while I was fortunate to be able to come out at work, to have the time to do what I needed to become the man I am today. Okay, so it's a woman or it's a man doing what I just said before, man being man. Uh, using sick leave to do this created extra stress for me. My partner and I relied on my income and I worried that if I took sick leave for my surgeries and then later got sick, I'd have to choose between coming to work when I was unwell and getting paid or staying home to recover without pay. Right. Alex, who grew up in a small town in California. Okay, we can... California. Mm -hmm. In the 70s and 80s and later came to live in New Zealand, started seeing a psychologist about his gender dysphoria at the age of 34. Working through this with my psychologist helped me make an important decision to live outwardly as the gender I was, I was internally. Mm. When he decided to transition, he was worried about what support he would get from ANZ, whether he would lose his job and whether it would affect his permanent residency. I worked with what is now called our talent and culture team and my managers to come out to my team. I worked with what is now called our talent and culture team. This is a um, just another diversity and equality type of team that we see in all these giant corporations in New Zealand. Anyway, two years later, it's two years later, I decided to start medical transition with hormones. Uh, his psychologist certified that he was not medically fit for work. But if you're not medically fit, then you're unwell. Therefore, you use sick leave. End of discussion. Anyway, so that's that's fantastic. There you go. So just use the old um, gender affirmation, get your paid leave, take a year of unpaid leave off, come back, do it again. Simple. Solved. Last story I wanted to talk about is, can we just leave sports alone, please? Can sports just be that place where men can go to hang out and bond and get a little bit get a little bit tribal with their, with their buddies about the teams they support and just leave politics out of it, leave all the controversial, controversial stuff out of it, leave it off the court. I don't, I don't want to see it. And it's just, these leagues continue to lose viewership because they continue, continue to be political. 
It's it's quite incredible. The latest is the NBA Finals are currently on, and Steve Kerr, who coaches the um, the Golden State Warriors, has come out with his um, end gun violence stand. And uh, from what I understand, uh, he had a family member that was shot, and that's why he's uh, he is advocating for gun control. Um. Yeah, I've lost the lost the article. Isn't that great? But he, uh, yeah, and it says something something along the lines of he lost a family member to gun violence, which is an interesting phrase to use, gun violence, because it's it's the violence of the person using the gun, not the gun that caused the violence. And uh, he's up there, second game of the finals in the after the game on the conference, wearing the the orange shirt, and so is the opposition coach as well. And it's just, the, uh, like, there is, n- <laughs> it's almost like there is nothing left <laughs> for us to have just to tune out from all of this nonsense. I, I don't understand why we have to, why everything has to become political. And it also always becomes the leftist talking points, doesn't it? It's always leftist stuff that is thrown up on these on, uh, networks. Thrown up, yeah, thrown up. And he's telling people to get out and vote to get people in to, to power. And of course, it's election season in America. So we all around the world have to put up with America's election bullshit. Um, I just wanted that little rant to end the show. It's been it's about the 20 minute mark. So look, I just, I'll end it here. It's been a little bit messy. I realize that it's been a bit messy. We're going to um, get better at this. I'll be um, better over time with practice, obviously. And... Hopefully this this first special time together of the rebranded podcast was good for you. Uh, a little bit, a little bit awkward for me. You might be able to tell, but but we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, cool. I don't have any outro music either, so hum something in your head. I'll, I'll let you do that now. Think of the logo coming up. Cool, and we're just and the music's fading out. All right. It's just fading out. It's fading out. And the music's gone. And I'm going to remind you to, to subscribe. And rate this as highly as possible. If you can leave a good review, great. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll catch you next time. This is the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. <laughs>